Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. It is February 7th. This is Fightful Wrestling. We're here to talk WWE Monday Night Raw, brought to you by Manscaped.com. Sean, pause. you're on the wrong microphone. I'm on the wrong mic again? Yeah. This has been happening all the time. Drives me nuts. How about now? Talk louder. What's up, you guys? Yeah, I think you're good now. Okay. Wrong mic. Everybody says wrong mic. I even go into the, the StreamYard settings, and it's like, no, no, you're on the right one. No, <laughs> no I wasn't. Technology's not on your side today, Sean. Somebody says, Sean is in a bathroom that looks like this room. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and Manscaped.com slash Fightful. Denise Salcedo is here as well. I did a video with her today. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. Today has been like a good day for me. Not going to lie. Um, it's been a good one. And guess what? I We did. Okay. So we did our, our SmackDown showdown video and I'm officially going to be sponsored for the next few Ooh. months by them. So woo woo. Uh, the video did very well. Good feedback and people are liking it and a lot of people are asking for it. Uh, so yeah, that's continuing. Woohoo. I, I really encourage everybody to check that out. I had a lot of fun playing that game. Um, so, yeah, I hope I'm very excited to, to see that continue and hope I get to be on another one in the you future. You have to be, Sean. You're the champion. You have to come You're back. You're spoiling it. You're spoiling <laughs> oh, it. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, Denise Select right here. With some oh, spoilers. man. Well, guys. Please leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching live at youtube.com slash Fightful since Denise just went all Eric Bischoff and gave away the competition's results, except she is the competition. competition. She is the competition. Listen, if I'm doing the promo challenge, you know I'm going to win anyway. Let's be real. All right, well, come find out how. I annihilated you in the finals. It was it was People are mad, by the way. People don't like the results of Adam and I. Well, like they were I, not happy. I'm sorry, but Adam's, no offense, but Adam's promo sucked. <laughs> okay.
Okay, well, tell that to the people that are mad at me. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway. guys, leave us a thumbs up. Please share this on uh, on social media. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat below. It's a little dollar sign, or you can go to humperchats.com. That's what we prefer. If you say, what the heck is a humper chat? Well, it's our uh, Streamlabs PayPal platform. So uh, make sure you guys do that. It lets us keep a little bit more of that money. And here's the thing. If you are listening on one of the many podcast platforms that we are on right now, uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, any number of those things, you can leave uh, your chats before the show, after the show, etc., and we will get to them uh, whenever the next show happens. Uh, so humperchats.com. And a little bit of a plug, it's up early access on Fightful Select right now, but I have an interview with Larry D, who just left Impact Wrestling. That will be up on Tuesday. He asked for his release and was granted it. I drove out to uh, his up where a place where he's opening up a bar, actually, a wrestling-themed bar in Cynthiana, Kentucky, and uh, we did an interview today. It is very, very good, but let's go ahead and get into the Super Chats. Mario says, Denise, you live in L.A. You can find a writer anywhere. What are we talking about? What does it have know. to do with what? Am I, I looking know. for a writer? Are you? No. I don't know what this is about. Me either. But Williams says, Sean, are you ready to p -p 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 party on this post show? A few people uh, will get that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm still thinking. Mike Preventure 2 says, is welcome to slam the door in the face of their former company, a reference to the a company that's open for business, meaning to imply it could be Ali and Tony Khan is willing to fight the contract. I would be shocked if Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali was the guy on Wednesday. Um, I posted on Fightful Select who talent are speculating it is, but talent does do not know right now. Okay, so I'm just going to play devil's advocate here just for like a quick second. But can you imagine what a flex it would be if it was Mustafa Ali? And the only oh, reason yeah. I say that is because, well, chances are that would lead to a lawsuit. Correct, Sean? Like there would Correct. be a lawsuit. 100%. All right. But let's be real. How much money does Tony Khan and the Khan family have? It would be kind of a flex, I think, to be like, yeah, well, you're good to us. Here's the money. We don't care. He's talking about, about it. He's talking about a writer for your crappy promos. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I have no promo experience whatsoever. All right, that, and I had to think on the fly, and I tend to yeah. panic. And it was, it was, they were improv promos at that. That would be, that would yeah. be tough. Yeah. So yeah, uh, think it's easy until it's their turn. Yeah. Nurguru says, Sean, I got this major scoop. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I don't think you've heard. That is news to me. Did you hear about that, Denise? No. Had no idea. Mm. And no Bryce, wonder. There's been like an influx of like more people coming to Los Angeles, and I just couldn't figure out why. Bryson says, howdy, Sean and Denise. Well, howdy, my friend. Randy says, hi, Sean and Denise. What's your favorite Elimination Chamber match? Also, wish they would bring back the old gauge. I'm partial to the first one, Denise. I was about to say that, yeah. It was the first pay-per-view I ever ordered, like, live as it happened, so. What do you mean? That's the first pay-per-view I got to watch, like, like live on pay-per-view, like, that I ordered without, like, watching it on DVD or VHS or anything like that. Like, I actually watched it as it happened. 
so prior to that, you were watching the pay-per-views on DVD? Uh, if, if I was watching them at all, yeah. What? We did, like, out here, like, if, if you had standard cable, you didn't have the ability to order pay-per-view. You had to, yeah, you had to have a satellite, direct TV, or Dish Network, and we didn't have that. Shut up. I had no idea. That's pretty freaking crazy. Yep. And I had to see the Elimination Chamber, so I actually went to my grandmother's house because she had direct TV, and I ordered it, yeah. Wow, you learn something new every day. Sentimental. I was going to say the first one because I remember like being such a like fangirl during that period. And I, like, I always have the same memory. I remember Eric, the, the promo video that yeah. they did where Eric Bischoff's like, you know, talking about like all like the little details. 10 miles of chain. Yeah. 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 Tons of, I don't know what. And, and I remember watching it and thinking, oh my God, this is such a big deal. They're going to die in there. Yeah. You know? So like, I always remember that and it was such a good time. And just the concept I was, I was so, blown away by it so i think for me it was also the first one too people are speculating keith lee jeff hardy on dynamite fightfulselect.com has the answer to at least some of that uh nerguru says i thought raw was damn good far better than smackdown the becky lita segment ruled the matches were good booking questionable otherwise a good show uh i completely disagree i thought this was a totally missable show i think if you didn't watch this show whatsoever you didn't miss a thing there were a couple of entertaining moments, but I thought this show was completely missable, Denise. I was on autopilot, I think, watching tonight's show. There were some things that I enjoyed. Uh, I There was some good wrestling in there, I will say that, yes. I just think there were, there was nothing in this show that, like you said, everything was missable. There wasn't anything where you're like, oh, shoot, like you missed this. Like, damn, you should have watched Raw because you really missed out on this. I can't think of one segment where I could say like, oh, go back and really watch the show. It, it was kind of the entire time I was on autopilot. Chad asked how you're feeling after that 40-yard dash. <laughs> okay, so like, I kid you not, afterwards, my heart was pounding. I, I started like questioning myself. And then the, that, that night... My like calves were hurting. And then the next morning I woke up and my thighs felt like a hundred pounds each. Denise, um, we yeah. gotta ha- we gotta have a foot race in either Orlando or Dallas. Yeah, I know. I, I honestly I think I can beat you, Sean. I was thinking really? of my strengths and like yours, and I feel like I can beat you. I know all your problems. Like I know that I can beat you. I have I have like this, like I I think I can beat you. Yes. Okay, I'll I'll let you I'll let you feel I'm that confident way. Confident in that, I'm very very confident in that. I'm gonna let you feel that way, and I'm gonna hey, pack I've a pair of running training. shoes. <laughs> really, really? Hey, well, I, you saw me. I was just there uh-huh. training. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I had to, oh, by the way, hold on. One thing. I had some bomb ass nachos at the freaking convention center. They were the best nachos I have had in a very long time. Okay. Gotta be, gotta be better than Daly's place. But they weren't the ones they were. It was like a specific booth though. Like a one-time thing. It wasn't yeah. like directly with the convention center, but they were amazing. KE775 says, can't see it being Ollie. Chances are the cons are about to battle Urban Meyer to not pay him. Who do you think the sixth member of the chamber is? Bliss or Asuka? Um, I think Bliss maybe because they had filmed, I know, at least nine of those segments. And I don't know if them doubling up on those segments, which let's go ahead and talk about it. Alexa is like 
they were talking about the replica lily and all that stuff. You have paid far more attention to these than I have. I'm just ready for them to end, Denise. I actually do pay attention to these. So they showed more than two today. Um, So we got the first one where basically the the therapist is reiterating that, hey, this Lily is a replica. You should not feel any sort of attachment to this. And she's like crying and all of this. Okay. And then I like, I I thought like I understood where this was all going. But the final one that they aired is the one that kind of tripped me out because I didn't really know where they were going. I'm not like a psychology expert, but she basically talks about this woman that pisses her off in the supermarket and she's describing the woman and the woman is exactly, it's Lily. So then the doc, so then she says that she like kicked her butt, right? That she kicks this, this girl's butt and the woman's butt in the market. And then the therapist is like, all right, we're going to need some more therapy for you. Like your problems are not out the window. So I thought to myself, like, isn't that a good thing though? Shouldn't she be hating Lily now? So this was very confusing to me. I'm out on this one. I don't know what that meant. It's confusing to me that you care about it. You know what? I'm sorry. Sue me. I'm sitting here for three hours, Sean, watching the show. I got to hear about something. Speaking of, Valab says, does the first hour not having ads help at all? No, because what we got instead or a bunch of promo videos and the stuff that they show in the arena. Like, oh, here's the top 10 Instagram photos of the week. What they did was they just showed what was on the Titantron inside the venue when commercials would have normally aired. And and I get the feeling the reason why it went commercial free is because they moved from USA to sci-fi. So, I mean, that's why you can't deliver on the same ad prices on sci-fi that you were going to on USA Network. Yeah, this kind of screwed me a little bit because... in between the breaks of Raw is when I do house chores. I usually go around, fold a little bit, walk up, wash a couple of dishes, fold a little bit, sweep during the commercials, grab a snack, and I couldn't do any of that. And then for some reason on my Sling TV, I could not rewind, I could not pause, and I couldn't fast forward this time around. I don't know why. Steven says, let's be real. If SRS wasn't a fantastic journalist... Fightful Select wouldn't be nearly as reliable as you all think it is. At most, it's a solid seven and a half to an eight. Subscribe to Fightful Select. I don't know how to take that, but yes, please subscribe to Fightful Select. What was the second part that he said? I don't don't know. But anyway, subscribe to Fightful Select because today I posted news about backstage speculation on Wednesday's thing. Did you see the Randy Orton, Shane McMahon story I posted? Yes, I did. So... You think it was I, a rib? It's got to be a rib, right? No. No. I learned more about it, and I'm going to post it on Fightful Select tomorrow. So on the article, I posted that when Shane McMahon's music hit, and he was supposed to uh, go, or when Randy Orton was supposed to come out, that Randy Orton uh, made a pretty clear verbal cue that he wasn't going to go out to Shane McMahon's music. I found out what that was. I'm going to post it on Fightful Select tomorrow. Um yeah, it, Wait, it was it was um it was just a wild situation. What? Well, I just have a question, and, and I maybe you wrote this in this report, and I just forgot. But why again did they mix up the songs? Because they're fucking stupid, Denise. Well, I thought that was a rib. I thought that maybe like I don't know, Randy or somebody did no. that on purpose so that no. you know he can kind of get what he you know. No. Okay. Because it was a trash fire, Denise. That's why. Because it was a trash fire. So what? Does the music guy get heat on this? What situation? Like I, I, I'm I don't curious know about this. I got a the music guy. Well, ultimately, Shane got like Shane got so much heat that nobody else 
<laughs> That's God, true. He, man. Uh, JD Pringle says, this show is uber mediocre. Raw is meh. I watched Dan Housen clips on YouTube most of Raw this week. Hey, go to Fightful Scraps, youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. I got an hour and five minute uh, interview compilation with him. Bob says a super chat to remind people that Veer is still coming and he's coming hard. If Veer continues to come until the first week of March, Denise, he will have passed Emmalina's record for coming. Jesus Christ. What's the record? 133 days. And how, where are we at now? About 130 or about 100 and yeah, about 130. Poor guy. That is just very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas says, I'm glad I missed most of this show. I was busy bumping music from The Temptations. Well, I was very tempted to turn off this show. But we had a 20-minute opening segment for the Quiz Bowl, Denise. This was a bunch of quiz questions and Riddle nailing most of them. He's very good at trivia. He's good at biology. You had uh, Chad Gable repeatedly touting his, his academics. Now, listen, Chad Gable's doing great. He's got to lean away from the don't boo education. That's gross thing. Like, it hit one time. You can't say it every week. You can't say it every week. You got to go to something else. And I think he's doing great. But I saw a lot of people tweeting like, oh, he really is Kurt Angle remade. I think you all forget just how amazing Kurt Angle was at all this stuff. Like, he was doing this stuff every week and then still going out and looking like a killer in the ring. I'm not ready to put Chad Gable there. I thought Gable did pretty good here, though. He cut off Otis as Otis got a right answer of Hamlet. And instead, Riddle got it right. It's very funny to me that, that Riddle is being relied on as the smart guy in the tag team. I do find that funny. Um, what do you think about this segment? So, Sean, did you quiz yourself while you were seeing this? Yeah, I actually like got all these right. God. I hate you. I, I really do. hate you. Got you all you're this, right. this is what I hate. You are those know-it-all people. You just know everything. Congratulations, Sean. I got like three right, okay? And I can't even remember which ones they were. I know for sure I got the geography one right, but I don't remember which other ones I got right. But I do recall getting two or three right on that. But the rest, not so much. Um. Anyway, so this was funny. And really, look, I know that everybody's putting over Chad Gable in the sense that like, oh, he's like Kurt Angle and all of that. I love Chad Gable. I think he deserves a raise. I think he deserves, I don't know, a bonus or something because he legitimately has been one of the most entertaining people to watch on Raw. But he is not anywhere near the level of Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt Angle's on his whole entire uh, different ballpark, okay? Um, so, but that does not take away anything from Chad Gable because he is legitimately the best thing right now going on raw especially you know his you know chemistry with otis and then their joint chemistry with rk bro it's all coming across very nicely like i didn't hate this quiz bowl and i think given the um you know, the no commercial breaks. I actually kind of think it added to the quiz bowl. It was a very yes. unique way to kick off the show and it's not for everybody. So let me preface that. Like, this is not for everybody. If you want to go in and watch a wrestling show, this is not for you. Like, this is not the show for you. If you're going in, you're like, oh, I'll be entertained with some cheesy stuff, then all right, this will be for you. Yeah, I thought not having commercials did add to this a lot. This is one of the better things on the show. Um, I, I, I think that Chad Gable is doing, doing well. He's doing really well. I think there's, 
like a couple more notches he can turn it up to really nail this character though this however led to another street profits alpha academy match and it's a good match it's always a good match i know it's always a good match because i've seen these two teams wrestle four times four or five times i've seen the sum of these parts or the parts of this sum wrestle about 400 times denise and this show was full of rematches it was full of 50 50 booking it was full of champions getting pinned. It was full of people in the elimination chamber getting pinned. Just over and over and over. The show was full of weird booking decisions to which I would have people say, well, I would rather them do this than that. I would rather them just book something that makes sense. That's what I would rather them do. I didn't need to see this match again. Why are Street Profits so excited about RK Bro getting a rematch? They should want a title match. What the hell? I agree with all of that, and that was a very noticeable thing, especially if you're, some, if you're somebody who just randomly tuned into Raw today, then this probably wasn't a problem for you. But if you've been watching Raw each and every single week, then you know that there was really nothing uh, except for like maybe one or two matches that was really new or fresh. Uh, here's the thing, though, about this one is that I think based on a lot of the matches that we saw, a lot of the rematches, this was probably the one that to me kind of hurt the less just because I know the spots that I'm going to get. I know you're still going to have that little, you know, mark out moment. Like I love being Chad Gable and Angelo Dawkins going at it. Dawkins getting them with that suplex was very nice. That's always fun to see. Obviously, uh, Ford doing his new little, you know, Superman thing over the ropes. That's great. That's fun. All of that's good. But other than that, I just, I really feel like they've dropped the ball on Street Profits. Street Profits are so cool. They started out so cool. And somehow along the way, they became the team that has the same match a hundred times over. And when they're done there, they go to another team and have another 100 matches and then go to another team and have an the same 100 matches. So I and feel like, I get tricked into liking every single one of them because of that that Tope Kangiro. Every single time Montez does it, I go, wow, that's good. This match was good. <laughs> Even though I've seen it a hundred times. Every exactly. single time. Exactly. Ken, Kenjiro says, evening, you two. Did you see we're getting Cara Noir and Swerve and Cara Dragonov for a progress? Veer won't be the only one coming. Uh, I binge watch usually uh, when I watch uh, progress, so I haven't caught up on this on on the most recent stuff. I saw the announcement though that Elia Dragonov is coming, so um, uh, hopefully we all will be, so to speak. Bobby Lashley took on or didn't take on anybody. He came out and did a promo with MVP, and I I thought this was another great thing on Raw tonight as well. One of the one of the better parts. MVP can talk his ass off. Bobby Lashley's getting the hometown reaction, and he got a great ovation. And what I like, Denise, is they didn't try to heal the crowd with Bobby Lashley being the hometown guy. I hate when they do that all the time, and they're like, here's the hometown boy, Bobby Lashley, and your town sucks really bad. I hate when they do that. I'm glad that Bobby Lashley embraced where he was from because he seemed like a megastar based on that reaction. He needed this. He really needed this. The last few weeks for Bobby Lashley have not been great. And I think he needed something to say. He needed to remind the people like, hey, he's not your regular Joe Schmo. Like this guy's a legit, you know, badass and all of that. But it's just, I feel bad though for Bobby Lashley because 
all his in all his confrontations, all of his moments with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's been the one to come up, you know, the rising star in all of it. Not rising star, but he's been the star in all of this, right? And Bobby Lashley has kind of looked like really bad next to him. But I did think that today he had a lot of really good lines where he basically so there was a moment where he said, like, I'm not going to be locked in a chamber with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's going to be locked in a chamber with me. And I was like, all right, cool. I could give you a little something. But I'm like, yeah. But poor uh, Bobby Lashley's all talk when Brock Lesnar's not there. When Brock Lesnar's there, they give him like zero lines and like zero moments to actually shine. So uh, he really needed today. This did go a little bit tad too long for my liking. Uh, but regardless, it was fine. I thought it was uh, effective. I thought it was a great way to to get Bobby Lashley a, a mega reaction. It was simple. It was effective. It was good. It was the exact opposite of the Reggie Dana segment. What in the shitting ball butts was this? This was some of the worst dialogue, some of the worst acting. Dana is like, Oh, you're such a good friend. Thank you so much for helping me. And then kisses Reggie on the cheek. Now, you know, this is this is scripted reality. I, I did an interview with Dana Brooke a couple of years ago, maybe last year. Her MMA fighter boyfriend who set like a, a record in BKFC for knockouts. So, you know what? I'm willing to let that slide. Who cares? It's a TV show, whatever. But then... They make they make an awkward friend zone segment even more awkward. And like they look at each other and they're like, eh. What the fuck? What is this? This has been cheesy from the start, Sean. From the very beginning, it had cheesy Christmas Netflix vibes. It started in December. Yes. And I said it right from the beginning. They're going with the corny stuff here. Like, that's what they've been doing with Reggie. Remember when he was having this supposed love affair with Nia Jax? Like, whatever happened to that? Like, one minute well, he's getting spanked in the butt. Listen, I think maybe word has made its way around the locker room that Reggie, the character, not the person, Reggie, the character, has big nasty pubes, Denise. I think that's what's going on. I think everybody heard that Reggie is dealing with some big nasty pubes. Roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. When you go to manscaped.com and use the code FIGHTFUL for 20% off plus free shipping. Clean balls are important, especially this Valentine's Day. You're gonna be, It's going to be after the Super Bowl, but before Raw, man, you want to make sure that when you fit it in, it's at its peak performance. And the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the thing that every guy needs in their life to make every day a little bit more special. It's got that lawnmower 4.0 with the advanced skin-safe technology to reduce cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. You don't want Cupid shooting an arrow through your nutsack, and Manscaped helps reduce those nicks and cuts. It's waterproof. as a 4,000K LED spotlight. It's good stuff. So is that weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer. 
You've got the the anti-chafing boxer briefs, the free, the free uh, shed travel bag as well. I, I'm like stumbling over my words. I'm so excited to tell you guys about all this. The Manscaped Refined Cologne. It's for yourself, not your balls. But you know what? If you want some ball toner, they got it. If you want some ball deodorant, they got it. The Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver. My God. How can you pass it up? 20% off. And free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. It's good stuff, guys. Do you think that's why? Do I think what? Do you think that's why Dana only wants to be friends with Reggie? Yeah, I mean, nobody wants, like puby balls see i wish i would have known this before i interviewed reggie in st louis <sighs> can I, I just i i don't know what to say <laughs> i don't know where to go from it's here. embarrassing for him right it's well embarrassing he, for him yeah it is embarrassing shave your balls and that's it you won't be friend zoned anymore but i knew that this was the direction that they were going with i just didn't know if they were going to actually like do something with them as in like make them actually have like this corny relationship or i didn't expect the friend zone stuff actually that did come out of nowhere for me like i thought like okay if they're gonna do something dana's gonna fall in love with reggie and it's all gonna work out that's what i was expecting but no they did the friend zone stuff poor guy bless his heart guys get in your super chats and your Humper Chats, go to HumperChats.com or go to that little dollar sign below. A reminder, we are on podcast platforms everywhere, as is everything on our new channel, Fightful Overbooked. You can go to FightfulOverbooked.com or YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Uh, there are just a plethora of shows over there uh, that you guys are going to like. Like I can't even begin to get into all of them that are there, but uh, like uh, almost a show every day, like... Um, there's chain wrestling on Fightful Overbook. There's Rob and Maggie coexist. Um, there, there's just so many different things. There's something for everyone on that show on that uh, channel. So uh, give it a give it a look. See why don't you? Ke seven seven five says, "Do you think we'll see some NXT call ups after Mania to freshen up both shows?" Yes, I do. I think there are some people in NXT that are just spinning their wheels waiting to get called up. Denise. I think there's quite a few names like off the top of my head, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I don't know about Tomasa Ciampa. Uh, who else? Who else? Like, I mean, I mean, Braun Breaker is obviously somebody you, that they could pull the plug on now. You could call up all of Diamond Mine, I think, like, quite frankly, you could probably even do Creed that. Brothers. Yeah, I mean, you could. Veer and Shanky are on the main roster. That's true. So Never mind. My bad. Good. Yeah. Legado del Fantasma, by the way, I think needs oh. to be mentioned in that conversation because yeah. they are so good and they tend to get so overlooked and they would add so much, so much. I'll tell you what didn't add much. Miz TV with the Mysterios and then Dominic versus the Miz. So Miz TV has Maurice on it. And uh, Maurice should be on the cover of WWE 2K22, according to Miz. Dominic stands up for his dad. He's like, why don't you show my dad some respect? And Miz is like, oh, you want to do this again? And Dominic goes, you're on. And I think he expected like some big pop. But it didn't happen because nobody gives a shit. And I'll tell you why. Because we saw this match last week and they 50-50'd it. I'll at least give them credit for the cleverly 50-50ing it, all things considered. And this is a very low bar we're talking about here, Denise. 
Last week, Miz got the win because he pretended that Ray grabbed his leg and got Ray ejected. This week, Ray did grab his leg, didn't get ejected. The ref, because he is completely buried, is like, no, no, I'm too smart for you. See, I watched the show and I know what you did last week. So there's no way that Ray actually grabbed your leg. Well, actually, the ref in character is a fucking moron, Denise. And it got it wrong two weeks in a row. Dominic gets the win. Nobody gets over. Nobody. <laughs> there ain't a one person out of the four that have gotten over because of this. I died a slow death during this, okay? You already know how I feel about these Miz TV segments. Now you're giving Sorry. me Miz TV with Ray and Dominic? I'm sorry, but this was not good. Nobody cares. Absolutely nobody. This was so bad. Like, I feel, uh, feel so bad for Rey Mysterio. Like, he, I just feel bad. And, and just, I feel like they did this match literally just so that they could be like, aha, this time we're going to kick Maurice out. And this time, Rey Mysterio really is going to pull the leg out. And I just think to myself, why? Who in their right mind would book Miz versus Dominic two weeks back to back, regardless of storyline? Who? Why? It's just, it was not good. And I just, it, it, I don't know what to say. I wonder if like they're, because I mean, Dominic is not the buffest fella in the world and WWE portrays him like he's 12 years old. I, like, are there kids that identify with, with no! This- what kid's going to want to identify with a dork? <laughs> I'm sorry. Bless his heart. I'm just talking about the character, but like, damn. Like, kids these days, like, Sean, who were you a fan of when you were a kid? Like, I highly doubt you were looking up to some, like, geeky guy. Sean Michaels and Too Cold Scorpio. Okay, there you go. Like, come on. When you're a kid, you're going to look up to the guy that looks like he can kick somebody's ass or, or it's cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you ain't going to look up to I mean, Dominic. I like Marty Jannetty, too, and I'm pretty sure he smoked crack, so. <sighs> Nikki A.S.H. versus Bianca Belair. Nikki A.S.H. is in the women's elimination chamber. I like that they're doing a top contender match for the elimination chamber. But only five women are announced. Nikki Ash or ASH is among them. She gets beat by Bianca Belair. This is a good match. However, there's a spot that I loathe, Denise. And it's, I don't know if it's on the producer or the commentators or what. They talked about how Nikki ASH had turned into a bully, Denise. Now, uh, I haven't released this interview yet, but I also talked to Nikki ASH about being a bully and about how you are also a bully. And of course, she said that she likes you because you're both bullies. Anyway, all Nikki did here, I, I'm siding with Nikki here, Denise. Bianca has her foot on the apron, and Nikki yanks the apron and makes Bianca fall. And they go, Oh, the bullying tactics of Nikki. They failed to mention, Denise, that Bianca had a handful of Nikki's hair. That is illegal. She did it from inside the ring, reached to the outside. Like, she grabbed Nikki's hair, like, three or four times. They didn't say a thing about Bianca Belair almost ripping 
the hair from Nikki's scalp. But as soon as Nikki does a completely legal thing and pulls the apron, they go, the bullying tactics of Nikki. And I'm like, what? what is going on here? How is this happening? What am I missing? Look, you already know my feelings about this, and I don't want to get into that again. But yes, I do agree with you on this. Like, it, it, But I think that the reason why they just emphasized that was because we saw Nikki do it last week, too. I forgot. Who the hell did she wrestle last week? I remember her doing this, the the the, the apron thing. I remember yeah, yeah. her doing it. So um, so I think it's just like, oh, like in their memory bank that, hey, this is what they need to promote. And so we're going to just disregard everything else. Well, she used to do the the apron spot where she would pull it, put them inside it, and beat them up back when she did the the a little less stable gimmick. But I liked the 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 match besides that spot. Bianca Belair continues to be strong. She's gonna win this chamber match. You want to know why they said that Nikki was the bully in this? Because there was this one moment which I really loved, where the camera zoomed in on Nikki and she looks up and she's like, Argh. she just gives yeah. like this really mean face. Um, that's why because she's I got the one some, making mean faces. I got somebody saying SRS heels are supposed to be bullies, buddy. Did you not listen to me? Bianca was grabbing her by the hair. Bianca was the bully in this situation. Bianca wins with a KOD. It looked really good. You could argue that though. Can what? you? Maybe yeah. you can say that she was the one that like self-defense. Yeah. Oh, what? Bianca or Nikki? Bianca? No, Bianca. Like Nikki had rolled outside the ring. Bianca leans outside the ring and grabs Nikki by her hair. Like she's trying to drag her back in by her hair. Illegal all around. My God. But again, these two have really good chemistry in the ring together. There are a lot of these matches, though, like this and Rollins Riddle later. It's like they could – I'm glad that some of these are, are on Raw for a first time, but it's like some of these matches, Riddle, Rollins, especially later, I feel like they could have done that on pay-per-view for the first time, and it would have got a little bit of interest. This one, maybe not so much, but – I think this one kind of left me wanting to see more of Nikki and Bianca, just not this Nikki that we're getting, though. A, a different version of Nikki. Like, Nikki Cross and Bianca would have been, like, something that I would have been, like, hot for. This, maybe not so much just because we know what to ex what we're supposed to expect from Nikki A.S.H. here, and it sure. just doesn't really feel true to who she might be. So, for me, it's like, I do, like, I like the match. Good, you know, both good performers. I prefer to see Bianca in these types of matches versus Bianca and Carmella, Bianca and Queen Zelina. Sure. Like, those kill me a little bit. Uh, this, for me, felt a little bit more like this is the type of opponent that Bianca Belair should be having. And if somebody in the chamber match is going to get beaten, I'm I'm okay with it being Bianca doing the pinning here because Bianca should be protected heavily. She's going to win this match. Chad says, any news on Boogeyman signing a new contract? Uh, so he had posted something about him doing that. It is not like an active talent contract for those wondering. Like he ain't wrestling next week or anything. He's 57. He, he was deemed too old when they when they had him try out for Tough Enough. So he ain't coming back on a talent contract. Terry Allen Jr. says, short matches aren't progressing Dominic's true potential. Did you pre-order 2K22 Deluxe Edition? I didn't pre-order it. Uh, typically 2K provides us with a review copy. So I'll kind of hang on to hope for that. Although the last go around, it was pretty telling when the review copy came six hours after the game released because they didn't want people to know how shitty it was 
We'll see how that goes this time. Hopefully a lot game out already. When's the game out? Sorry. I don't follow it, games. It's out in like a month. Okay. And but gaming last time, stuff, not my. Oh, last time, usually you get the review copy at least a day ahead. That way you can review it ahead of the release and people know if it's good or not. Last time we got the review copies after the game released. And that makes was pretty sense. evident. Yeah, it makes sense. Michael Key says, Raw felt like an asthma attack at this point. I know it's coming and I also know it's going to suck. Buddy, as someone who has asthma attacks, yes, <laughs> that is fair. Um, as far as the the Terry Allen comment about Dominic, yeah, Dominic needs, he's getting those those live event reps now at least. Nurguru says, I'm very happy the women are getting a chamber match, but that empty slot has me worried it's going to be Ronda. I hope Asuka and Bianca could win. Could you imagine if it's Ronda? Well, I mean, like, I don't know. It'd be kind of weird, right? Like, the whole storytelling aspect of it would be a little bit weird. It's WWE. We, okay. Denise, keep in mind. Let's take you back to January 1st. Brock Lesnar was supposed to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Roman Reigns is out. They put in Brock Lesnar in the WWE title match. He pins the champion. Pins the champion to win that title. Fast forward two weeks. He loses that title back to Bobby Lashley, but wins the Royal Rumble. He immediately turns around and cashes in a rematch clause that does not exist for one title while challenging for the other title. Just so at WrestleMania, they can get back to the match that was supposed to happen at day one with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. All right. I understand why you would think that they would do this, but I just feel like, why would you do it though? Like why? Why? I know. I know why, but why? Like it's just, there's no logic to it. As a wise man at pop copy once said, Denise, why? Because fuck them. That's why. All right. What are some other options? I knew some people were saying Bailey, but Bailey's Bailey's on SmackDown. Is she not? Bailey was out of the draft pool. She, she wasn't not drafted, drafted at all. Before. Okay. So right. she could be and somebody. Also, also, does that matter? Big E showed up on SmackDown like two weeks ago. Isn't he an official SmackDown member now? Yes. <laughs> okay then you know what clearly nothing matters it's gonna be Rhonda. she's going to win and there or it's gonna be ba- well i think bailey would be a good option honestly considering that we haven't seen her so i would i would like I would bailey love that i would uh, people are also that. people were suggesting oscar some people were guessing lacey evans i don't know when did, oh, man. Uh, is, did lacey evans. evans have her baby already she did and she's she in great shape. Great shape, yeah. All right, there you go. Well, that could be another option too. But I just feel like it has to be somebody, I don't know, man. Now well, I'm a little bit worried because I wasn't too worried. Liv Morgan took on Dewdrop. Uh, Dewdrop wins. I love the Vader bomb as a finish. I adore that move as a finish, especially for Dewdrop. Um, there was a, a particularly outstanding spot where they went from a power bomb. And then Liv turned around into the electric chair and they went into the electric chair drop. I thought this was a good match. It was another rematch because I do watch main event, Denise. Uh, Oh, God, I'm the only person who does. Why do you do that to yourself? Do you hate yourself, Sean? Because I like to watch Veer come all the time, every week. Veer uh, is coming to T-Bar this week, by the way. But uh, I I thought this- Well, what, what, is it what? T-Bar is. like a naughty name or like a naughty like 
Innuendo? No. Anyway. No. Okay. Dewdrop defeats Liv Morgan. No, it was Liv- the other guy, Slapjack, right? Yes, what's, it was Slapjack. the name that had the, the naughty it was name? Slapjack. It was Slapjack, Slapjack, right? Okay, thanks. I knew one was- of them had it. Dewdrop defeats Liv Morgan. I thought this was a good match. Um, again, I, I don't know why you would necessarily book a match where a person in the elimination chamber needs to lose. I think, and people say, oh, well, what else would you have done? I don't know. Book them against somebody else. Who else is on that roster? You can figure something out. Yeah. Tamina. I, Tamina could lose here. She's too busy chasing the 24-7 championship. Like you can't, like you can't do two things at once. It's so ridiculous. Apparently you can't. Well, who, I mean let me see who's in this elimination chamber. For the women. Okay. Carmella and Zelina aren't in it, but they're keeping them strong for whatever Why? reason. I don't know, but they are. They keep winning matches. Um, they've been, they have screwed up this, this women's division so bad. Who else it's, is left? There's that's it. That's it. I mean, Beth, technically Beth is there, yeah, but she's off doing her hubby stuff. Dana, like Dana is a champion. So you probably shouldn't have her losing, but yeah, but it's the 24 seven championship and she hasn't even, she's just been running away and having romances with reggie that would turn into friend zones like i would rather them have like cameron show up and get squashed by dewdrop or something than just have Liv morgan do it and then have Liv morgan beat somebody too have them both go into the show with wins it's just i don't know it is slim pickings to me it's it's because they render everything so pointless that so many things are apathetic seeming to me. Like, because we know that this match doesn't mean anything. Perfect evidence. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Kevin Owens defeats Austin Theory tonight. Austin Theory beat Kevin Owens last week. This match was real good tonight. Uh, Kevin Owens does the old Green Bay plunge, which is the, the rolling Samoan off the second rope. It got an insane reaction. A move that Mr. Kennedy used to do every week 15 years ago. Got an amazing reaction in Denver. They loved it. And then Owens wins with a stunner. And we're told by Sonya backstage, well, it doesn't matter if you won into the elimination chamber because those are final. You know, as they probably should be. But, like, why is why was this rematch booked to begin with? Despite it being an outstanding match, like, why was, why did, was there a need for this rematch, Denise? Also, why is it that nobody can replace be replaced in the chamber, but people were being replaced left and right in the Survivor Series teams for like no reasons? Some of those were like no reasons. Like I don't really remember those reasons. There were no reasons. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So technically, that doesn't make sense. Like why can't you technically in storyline replace somebody in the elimination chamber? Um, But kind of going back to this though, the. Kevin Owens Austin Theory match last week was really good too. I think like this one was just the exact same thing, but it's kind of goes back to your point where it's like, well, why do I care? I already know like we're not going to, nothing's going to come out of this. Like, yeah, it's cool seeing Kevin Owens do all of his, you know, his hits on Austin Theory. That's all fine and dandy, but then you have him win. Really nice win, by the way. Explosive finish. Loved it. But yes. again, it's 50 50 booking. Why the hell do I care? I already don't care about Austin Theory. I already know that they had, they, there's a ceiling for Kevin Owens on the WWE roster. And I hate to say that because I freaking love Kevin Owens, but based on what we've seen, there is a ceiling for Kevin Owens. And so for me, 
right off the bat. I'm thinking, I don't care. Also, we you forgot to mention we did get like a non-speaking Kevin O as uh, Austin Theory, Vince McMahon, little interaction. They I, just, I completely missed it. Oh, they were just looking at each other and like talking, but we couldn't hear anything. And it was only like a couple seconds long, only a couple seconds long. So there was no like verbiage, nothing. So I want to talk about the highlight of this. Kevin Owens is working his ass off, working his ass off, earning that new contract in the ring, outside of the ring. He goes up to Rollins and he's like, hey, I'm not in there, but maybe you can help me out a little bit. Ain't, ain't happening. He goes up to Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. He's like, so you won't let me in this match? And they're like, well, you might not even be on WrestleMania. Why? And this, seg- this segment was so good. And I don't know why it was so good, but it just was. Uh, Owens, oh, Owens was great here. You got it. You're smoking crack I just don't care about the story, Sean. Denise. Why, why can't he be on WrestleMania? Why? Give me a concrete Listen, answer. He's got to be at WrestleMania because he is the most dominant cowboy in all of wrestling, Denise. The okay. people of Dallas need him. The people of Dallas love him. Deep in the heart of Texas might as well be deep in the heart of Kevin Owens. He's had so many special moments there. Like Kevin Owens... I swear is working himself into being a hometown boy in Texas. Somehow he's going to get a monster pop when he shows up at WrestleMania. William Rabb says mania will be RK bro versus Seth KO for the tag titles. Well, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be actually be pretty exciting. I think, well, we saw the damn match already. How about that? Cause it'd be another, yeah, but an actual like match match though. Not a I raw loved, match. I loved Owens here. You didn't like this? No, I didn't care. I'll be honest. Everything with Adam and Sonia, they, they tuned me out. They have, they, it's because they've done such like mm. dumb decisions. I can't get behind them as a general, whatever the hell they are, authority figures. I can't get behind them. I'm sorry. So every time Damn. they do, like, it just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. This is not I it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. KE775 says, do you think there will be a women's tag team program for Mania? Yeah, I do. I think there will be. I think they've got some some people to dip into. The Bellas, if they come back for the Rumble, I think they'll come back for Mania. I hope they do. I hope they do. NerdGuru says, I don't think it's Ronda if Meltzer's comments are true that she doesn't want to be there, so there's no way she's going to Saudi. And if she does, this company, man. Uh, Money changes a lot of things for a lot of people, so you never know. Jackson says, Io Shirai never gets mentioned for a call-up, so I think her greatness has been forgotten by the fans as much as that has been by her employer. I think she uh, can get the heck out of WWE and go somewhere she'd be appreciated. Uh, I I think if she wanted to get out of WWE, she probably could. WWE has been traditionally more lenient with people um, who are not from here, quite frankly, and their desires to leave. That's interesting. I just, yeah, based on what we've seen from her on NXT, the treatment of her, like the storyline wise, uh, she like when you think of like, oh, who do you want to go see, you know, go up to the main roster. A lot of the names that you think of are like Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And I do think that sometimes a lot of times Io Shirai is forgotten about. And like, I know it because damn, even I forgot to mention Io Shirai. Uh, so guilty there. And it's like, yeah, she should be on the main roster. Can you imagine like how much more excitement she would add like 
to so much. Like I would rather yeah. like Jesus, like there's so many different options there that I don't understand why she's just, you know, floating around on NXT doing nothing of importance when nothing. she could literally be frick having a match against Bianca Belair on raw to give Bianca a win. Shit. I'll take that. Michael keys asked why you hate Kevin Owens. When did I say I hate Kevin Owens? You just do guys. We are heading down the home stretch, get in your super chats and your humper chats, humper chats. I don't hate Kevin Owens. Wow. Yeah, I don't hate Kevin Owens. Ever the villain says, I'm your manager, B. Your job's done. And Vasily says, this is for the wonderful Chappelle reference. Shout out to those of you who knew it. AJ Styles defeated Damian Priest. Since Damian Priest, Chad Zuber says, what happened to the Priest and Owens story? Um, I don't know. You tell me. They gave Priest this new gimmick, which is leading to a heel turn, I believe. And it's him not being able to control his demons. Well, Denise, he can't control not being able to look at the goddamn lights right now. Because after they protected him for 10 months, they've had him lose four straight Raw matches, Denise. And look like a dork on Royal Rumble. Four straight. They didn't have him interact with Bad Bunny at all during the Rumble. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Like, I, I am confident that whatever they're doing, maybe a priest heel turn would help, but they make heels look like geeks all the time. They make their champion lose all the time. If it's going to be to somebody, okay, good. AJ Styles, the, the match was too short. The finish was great. I loved the finish. Uh, they, they hit that perfect. But Braun Wagner says, what did they do to my boy Priest? He went from being protected to taking clean pinfalls over and over and over. Not being able to control his emotions for countouts and DQs and getting pinned this week, getting pinned that week. What the hell is the point? Why has he got that title belt on him if he's eating all these L's? When you were talking earlier about the women's match not necessarily having to happen or having or like putting somebody else in that spot, I felt the same way about this match. I'm like, okay, you got... AJ Styles is going to be in the chamber. Great. He deserves a win. Cool. Damian Priest, who is your champion, uh, and unfortunately has been a forgettable champion because of the way that they've been booking him and just like everything that's been surrounding that whole storyline. Uh, it's like this match didn't necessarily need to happen. And we are getting, you know, the rematch for the title next week. So I'm like, I guess. By the way, did they, I don't recall, did they call this a number one contenders match by no. any chance? It they did not. It is a, because it's a championship contenders match, and that doesn't mean anything. So, wait, it did just, they call it a championships contenders yes, match? Yes, absolutely. Okay, thank you. I forgot. I missed that all, part. All that is to reiterate is a non title match. It is not a top contender match. It doesn't put you in line for a title match. It doesn't do anything. It just skyrockets you into the consideration. For a U.S. title match. All right. As if what? AJ Styles wasn't already in consideration by that company in general. Well, I will say this. At least they're finally honoring it. How many times have we seen championship contenders match that don't lead to anything? At least this time, uh, we're getting an actual an actual championship match well, that came out of this. So that's one bright side to look at, right? Well, Kevin Owens defeated Damian Priest clean as a sheet less than a month ago in a contenders match, then beat him in a title match, but it was by DQ. Then they just never ran it back. Like, if you're Kevin Owens, you're just like, Meh, whatever. He says, in my experience, the heels usually the priest, not the Damien. Very clever. 
Uh, Cadillac Carson says there are a handful of people not being used on TV, any which could have wrestled to be pinned instead of pinning champions or chamber participants. Exactly. When they say, oh, what would you have rather them done? I don't know. Book something else. Book something else. I'm Abel says, Sean, whatever happened to Zia Lee? She is on SmackDown right now. Uh, she is about to, to work uh, Natalia, I think, this week. Becky Lynch and Lita. Boy, Becky Lynch is a better promo than Lita. But this segment, I thought, was pretty solid. It did a couple of things that instilled some confidence in me for uh, Elimination Chamber. I mentioned last week, can she do a moonsault? Yes, she can do a moonsault, which we saw here. We know she can do a Lita Kenrana because she's done it. She does the twist of fate. So to me, you got those three moves. You can work around those three big spots. Those are three near falls right there in their match. Becky can do all of her offense. If if Lita can do those moves, she can take the manhandle slam. She can she can take the the disarmor and all that stuff. To me, you can get a good six to ten minute match out of Lita with what we saw. But Becky Lynch sold that pro, that twist of fate really well, as Nerd Guru says. But she killed Lita in the promo, I thought. She definitely carried the promo 100%. Uh, Becky made this promo. and But it's weird because it kind of fits, though, because Lita kind of came across as, you know, just like, okay, I'm back. This feels good. Uh, obviously, you know, she's the baby face. She's happy to be here and nothing more, right? It's just like she's just she's just who she is. But then... Becky came in and added more depth to the actual story where she comes out and she basically says, you know, I worshipped you when I was a teenager. And that's been one of the things that, you know, commentary and everybody has been talking about, you know, all the impact that Lita has done, how she basically paved, uh, paved, carved out a path for, you know, women and all of that good stuff, right? So it's a very easy story to say, all right, Becky's, you know, was a fan of hers as a teenager, Great. And then she kind of adds more to this. She says, you know, uh, you know, without Lita, there probably would be no Becky Lynch. But now that there's a Becky Lynch, there can't be a Lita. I absolutely loved that line from Becky Lynch. I thought she completely nailed it there in the sense of like, that makes perfect sense. And then on top of that, she added the whole like, do you have any idea how badly it hurts to have somebody that you looked up to try to take away everything that like the thing that means the most to you, which is, you know, her championship bout. I loved it. Like she, Becky Lynch did her part in adding to the story and making the story meaningful. And uh, for me, like, I think this was probably the best that Becky Lynch could have done with this story. So I hope that, you know, Obviously, what we got, what, one more Raw until Elimination Chamber. I hope that we get another interaction. Hopefully, we get a little bit more uh, from Lita in a promo-wise. But if not, like, I do like basically how Becky kind of took the reins here. I thought this was a killer promo from Becky Lynch. Lita relied a lot on the, all you people. It was all you people. Not not big on that, but you know what? She showed me she could do a moonsault. She can hit her hit her signature move. Lita was never a great promo. Like that, that that was not what people remember. It was a lot like Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was never a great promo. There was that intangible. Lita had it. She had something attractive about her from a personality standpoint, from a performer standpoint, and uh, she she's gonna be fine. She'll be she's fine. Just 
effortlessly cool. That's the yeah. Lita thing. She's effortlessly cool, and she doesn't have to be like all like, "Yo, yo, hey, this is happening." You know? She doesn't have to be. She can just go. <laughs> right. out, she can go out there and talk about all you people and all you people like, like hey. her. Yeah. Michael Key says Becky versus Step host Denise at Mania. Becky wins because she's like Christmas. She likes Christmas like a human. Well, I mean, that seems better suited for TLC. That's in December. Ron Wagner says, is Priest falling out of favor with Vinnie Mac? I mean, I don't know. Um, I hope not because Damian Priest is really, really good. R26 says, going to my first AEW show Wednesday, hyped for the big debut. I am too. I'm very interested because Tony Khan was very clearly excited on Friday, Denise, based on that tweet storm. He was very, very excited. But you know what excites me, Denise? What? Saving money. Yeah, that's a good thing. You know how you can save some money? How? You can subscribe to Netflix via an Argentina account. You pay like a few bucks. You can avoid buying UFC pay-per-views. You can subscribe to BT Sport instead. How do I do that? Well, you might say, Sean, I'm in the United States. I can't do that. I surely, to heck and gosh, I can't do that. Well, Denise, you can with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And you can get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free by changing your virtual location with just one click. When I'm traveling, when I'm on that public Wi-Fi, whether it be airport, airport restaurant, hotel, like to protect myself, NordVPN.com slash Fightful does that. And it's the fastest VPN in the world. You can use it on up to six devices, phone, smart TV, iPad, your router, your laptop, your desktop, doesn't even matter. And you can access content from over 59 different countries by changing your virtual location with just one click. And by getting NordVPN and saving that money on those other services, it ends up paying for itself. You can't beat that. But maybe you say, Sean, I do want to beat it. I don't know if I want to take the risk. Well, there's no risk because you get your money back after 30 days if it's not for you. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I was so excited to uh, join forces with NordVPN because they provide our viewers with value. You know what? I mean, you can even subscribe to Fightful Select for just five bucks with this. Now, that's not going to save you any money over the normal, but at least you'll have a really kick-ass VPN and you'll have Fightful Select as well nordvpn.com slash fightful you can also use that code fightful at checkout sean can i suggest something i hope it's nordvpn.com slash fightful yes that too also the people like you why do you not put your own face during these ad reads because you're a celebrity denise i'm gonna sean, milk you for I all your work don't know what to do during these things it's an immense amount of pressure yeah, but it's easier to do like balls. Have you ever watched Talladega Nights? VPN. <laughs> you ever watched Talladega Nights? Um, no, I haven't actually. You should really watch that. No, I'm not taking any more movie recommendations from you after that one. Okay, guys, movie I had to watch. guys, put an F. I. Put an F in the chat if Denise needs to watch Talladega nope, Nights. Nope, 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 nope. F in I'm the done. chat, please. I'm done watching your movie recommendations, Sean. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's that one dirty duh, Joe dude? Dirt? It was oh, great. Dirt. Yeah, Jason Joe Dirt. Sparklers, Denise. I took a whole like day of my life to watch that. Like I could have done anything else. I'm not gonna watch Telegate and Nights. Telegate. Or what is it called? <laughs> Nights. Okay, whatever. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> no, it is, I don't even it know is, what it's about. What it's what is it about? It is Will Ferrell as a NASCAR okay. driver. Uh huh. And and he's a great NASCAR driver who um has to overcome some hurdles. Why do you like all the movies where somebody has to overcome some hurdle? That was the same thing with Joe Dirt. Like one of like three story plots ever. Like well, I'm just saying, you recommend the same movie to me over and over. It's it is not. He gets into adventures. He he catches fire. There's a lot of good stuff. Uh, Riddle and Luis, our, our great moderator, says it's actually really good. I recommend it. It is. It's it's one of the best comedies of the last 20 years. We had Riddle versus Seth Rollins. What a far cry we are from the Survivor Series where. Riddle wouldn't even look, or Rollins wouldn't even look at Riddle. Riddle was said to have apologized for some of his wife's comments about Becky Lynch. They're on the same page now, and they're working together. I'm happy to see this. This is a match I think could have eventually happened on pay-per-view and made a much bigger splash, but WWE doesn't do anything for the first time on pay-per-view, Denise. What else are they going to do? They need something to say, hey, I'm going to tune into Raw on Sci-Fi. What's going to make you tune into Raw on Sci-Fi? All right, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. A couple people might tune in for that. What else do they got? My God. I don't know. Am I not making a point here? I don't know. The match was excellent. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Um, But then it ends in a DQ. And then it turns into RK bro against Seth Rollins and Owens. So as if this wasn't any indication, Orton is not taking time off. He's still around. Uh, but Rollins ends up pitting Riddle. Not Owens, who isn't in the Elimination Chamber match. He doesn't take the pin. Uh, I don't think Orton's in the chamber either, is he? No. No, he's not. He's not. So he doesn't take a pin. It's the person who's in the chamber that eats the pen. Okay. Um, The work is really good. It is what you would expect. But to me, because they cut the, both of these matches in half and they kind of restarted it, it just, it, it left me without a little bit. It was, it was, it wasn't enough for me to get invested in either, 
because of just how it, it just wasn't for me. And I love all the parts involved here. There was a period a couple months ago, and I'm trying to remember the time frame. But do you remember we were getting a lot of really good, like back to back, solid raw main event matches? And there were a lot of matches like this where it was like, okay, like very good workers, you know, you're going to get something good. And they would have bangers and it would be like all right well maybe all of raw sucked but damn that main event was good there was a period where we were getting that and so when i saw that this match was announced and okay it's gonna be the main event i was very excited for it and i was you know very you know into it the entire time i was into everything that they were doing especially because i you know they started this match god like 25 30 minutes with 25 30 minutes left on the show i believe somewhere around that time frame and i was like okay this is the main event they're gonna go the entire time this is gonna get really hot and then it ends in a DQ and I'm like what well, what's up we still got like 15 minutes left on this show and so it kind of like it sweeped the rug from underneath me but I'm like all right fine if we yanked gonna- the rug from under you oh, not sorry yanked re- you know what Sean, I'm it's, it's sweeping something underneath the rug I uh, just left well, a lot to be y- desired yanked it out of I don't want to talk anymore anyways the tag team match okay that's it continue on Nerdguru says, have Sasha be the last person in the chamber, have her and Bianca pin each other, triple threat at Mania, Bianca hits a double KOD for the win. Uh, Sasha's on SmackDown, buddy. Uh, I don't think they're going to do that, but maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe I'll be wrong. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please support our sponsors, manscaped.com, code Fightful, and uh, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. I almost said nerdguru.com slash fightful because he just sent that super chat i have an interview with larry d this week i'm dropping an interview with aj styles this week both of those brought to you by nordvpn.com slash fightful we have a special cat podcast that jimmy van has demanded that we do listen i'm not i he signs the checks so sure sure uh we're doing that thursday denise what do you got going on so wait you're doing a cat video with jimmy van yeah. What is it in like what's gonna happen? It's a in cat, cat podcast. We're talking to a veterinarian. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought you guys were gonna bring on your cats and like maybe do little games with them, maybe. have them dance. Also, over on fightfulselect.com, guys, this week I'm gonna provide information that I know or what I've heard about some of the the higher profile free agents or some of the more highly sought out free agents. And right after this, Alex Pawlowski is going live with sour graps. Denise, what do you got going on? Good stuff. Um, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Go check out that Smack Talk Showdown video that myself, Sean Ross Sapp, and Adam and Luke did. I think you guys will really enjoy it. It was so much fun, and people are loving it so far. So check it out. Subscribe to the channel. All that good stuff. I'm working on doing more for that channel. If you haven't, if you if you're not subscribed, but if you if you are subscribed, I think you'll know how much is going up on that channel what what's wrong with my i like my hands are soft damn i like to you'll, touch you'll my know hands. no it's a it's a reference to talladega night that's why oh, i recommended the movie i thought because i was touching my hands and i was like sorry i didn't know i wasn't allowed to touch my hands you're you're gonna tell your fiance that you haven't watched that and he'll be disappointed in you i think i don't know if he will i don't know if he's seen it he hasn't recommended it he hasn't said anything about it, so maybe he hasn't seen it either. You should watch it. You should hey, really you know it. what you should watch? You should watch the Tinder Swindler on Netflix. I did. I did. Oh my god, did you like it? What'd you think? It was it was something. It was something. I mean, it was 
It was robbing Peter to pay Paul the entire time. Peter down. <laughs> Man, it was it was messed up. It was very messed up. But it yeah. was so entertaining. It like pissed me yes. off though. Like I went and went to that guy's freaking Instagram account. All oh, was so pissed looking at his pictures. I read all his stories. I hate him. I was livid. If you ain't first, you're last. That's how we do it here. Guys, thank you all so much. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Check out FightfulMag.com. I'll plug that before we get off the air. Dan Housen, the cover athlete, just signed by AEW. If you're saying, who is he? Why is he everywhere? This magazine will tell you. Articles on Minoru Suzuki, Jake Paul, EC3, Dewdrop, Nate Marquardt, all kinds of stuff. WCW be Revenge. Until next time, guys. John Larkin says the disrespect to Ricky Bobby will not be tolerated. Why did you stop the jazz music? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.